Romans 5, great testimonies tonight. God bless you for that. And just appreciate my brothers and sisters praying for me. And just, it's a labor. It's a labor for God to do his will that we all need to just be supporting one another. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's go ahead and ask God to help us. Lord, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for, Lord, all that you are doing, God, this great, great, Lord, just time that we have in your presence every time we're together. And God, we just open up your word now, knowing, Lord, that you have something for us tonight. Lord, talk to us. Give us an ear to hear. And Lord, I know you've got a plan for this tonight, Lord. Just I know you will perform it. Help us, Lord, just to follow you. Anoint your word, I pray. And God, we give you all the glory, all the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Romans 5 in verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, somebody say faith, Faith. by faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we glory in tribulations also. Why? Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. That's not it. Patience, experience, and experience, hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. God bless you. You can be seated. Appreciate some of the testimonies. Of course, all the glory goes to God about the word of the Lord. And you pray. You pray. I won't stop telling you. Be praying that God would direct and God would anoint the word that is preached from this pulpit. And, and uh, you know, preaching, if I could just take a few moments before I really get into this text. I, I feel like a lot of times that we don't recognize how the enemy fights against us hearing the word of God. There is uh, a lot of entertainment in the world. A lot of a brother was talking about listening to preaching and uh, I do that myself. So anything I say to you tonight, it's not taken away from the fact that there's good preaching out there to listen to. Right. But a lot of folks have, you know, through certain circumstances, you know, years ago, there were uh, just a lot of televangelists. And, you know, people had their favorite TV preacher. And um, now, not only through the Internet, but, uh, you know, obviously a lot of churches even locally are still doing live streams. And some, some of the churches I've talked to people even recently, they're saying we never really bounced back because we just shut it all down for so long. And everybody just liked that idea sitting at home. But uh, we have to be careful. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, the Bible says God chose the foolishness of preaching to save them to believe. And um, the idea that, uh, you know, we can kind of sit, like I've said many times, in our jammies with a bowl of Cheetos on our lap 
and still have an experience with God. You know, I, I, I listen to preaching running down the road sometimes, but, you know, it's easy to get distracted. You can learn, and, and, and that's supplemental, but really to, to enter in together. And, and, and like the Word of God said, Paul told the, those in Ephesus, he said, You know what manner of life I live. Amen. You know me at my best and at my worst. And, and there's something about coming to the house of God and getting in, in, into the Word of God that you just can't get anywhere else. The, the idea that, you know, I, I'm glad we put the preaching out uh, online and for people that maybe can't get here or sometimes for some of you to check back into. I just had a really in-depth conversation with my friend, our friend, Brother Parks, here just a few days ago about it and how, you know, when God, God anoints and gives a word for a church, amen. And when you're there and you're a part of that and you're not just kind of sitting back and wondering, you know, uh, how, how dinner's going to be afterwards or whatever, but you're, you're, you're really putting your heart into that. God will work for you. He'll build your faith. He'll sanctify your life. He'll help you grow and mature in the things of God like nothing else. Amen. And, uh, I think sometimes through media, uh, whether it's, it's the televangelists or the uh, uh, those online. We we have to be careful that this doesn't kind of devolve into or degenerate into something that's more like entertainment. Right. Um, a lot of preaching, and that's one thing. Even I want to say I, I appreciate the times I've been at conventions and camp meetings and anniversary services, but uh, you know I want to tell you something. Uh, I. I I, I, this may, if you're fasting, forgive me. I'm just going to get on this and go. But I've got a pot of chili over there, and uh, you know we we probably make we make a pot of chili of some kind just about just about every Wednesday night and enough for leftovers. Praise God! But uh, you know it's nothing spectacular. It's nothing just extraordinary. But it's just it's dinner. And, you know, that's I, I believe most of the Word of God. A lot of people have kind of got their ideas. They're looking for a celebrity preacher. They're looking for a masterpiece message that's just going to captivate them. I laughed. I cried. I, you know, rather than just something that's going to feed them, something you can build a life on. That, to me, that's preaching. The, the best preaching I've ever heard, it might not have been too, too, uh, too exciting to a lot of people, but I knew there was something there I could build my life on. Something that was going to affect me and, and give me something to take with me and work on. Amen. I'm not here to 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 impress anybody. I'm not here to offend anybody. But I want to. But I do know that the word of God is is sometimes it's really just just meat and potatoes and and just like that pot of chili. Like we we've had many many times. Uh, sister was talking about getting some things repeated into your spirit, and and tonight's really going to be like that. These verses I've read to you, but I will say this, I feel in my spirit there may be just one person in this church that needs to hear it the most. I read this scripture this morning as well as Exodus, and I haven't been able to get away from it all day. Some things we know, but some things we need to look at again today and and maybe help us uh, uh, just get through some things. Because... This starts out with faith. The Bible says in Romans, the fifth chapter, verse one, we're justified by faith. And a lot of folks 
you get around them. I'll get as excited about faith as anybody. Now, you might not be as excited as me when we're done with the conversation if your faith is dead faith and it doesn't follow up with some works. Because faith without works is dead. So if you think faith just means you're going to believe it in your heart, but it doesn't change your life and it doesn't transform you, then I'm going to say, hey, I'll show you my faith by my works. Amen. But your faith without that is dead. But a lot of folks, they, they get stuck on faith, and that's all right. That's a whole a good place to start. Amen. It's a good place to, to, to hold on, something to hold on to throughout your life. Don't get me wrong. But, but understand, the Bible talks about the glory in the church, glory in about faith, glory in about the grace wherein we stand. But it also talks about that same attitude of glory. Praising God, loving God, giving Him glory when things get tough. I don't know if somebody's fighting a battle tonight a little bit more than than just uh, regular. But I, I want you to listen very carefully. Don't let yourself be distracted in this service. Because as you know, there's a lot of times I, I, I say this and I feel like it is. A lot of the culture and a lot of, you know, a lot of these folks that look like they're living the dream life, praise God, and they put all the, 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 the selfies online and they've got all the pictures of all the exotic locations and they got the perfect family always dressed in the perfect styles and then you find out, wow, they're miserable. They can't stand each other and they're getting a divorce and they're, and all, all that because that's all just make believe. It's easy to just go ahead. Amen. A lot of, a lot of folks that are, they're just so enamored with, with, uh, whatever kind of, uh, uh, of celebrity it might be and, and, uh, just make believe. Real life is going to have some struggles. And listen to me. There's a lot of this in that has bled over in the Christian church that people that Somehow the devil will try to affect your mind when things aren't just going great. I'm going to tell you, I'm not much for just a shallow, kind of cheesy, flaky kind of attitude. I will tell you this. If I tell you I'm doing great, I'm generally doing great. Because God's been good to me. But I make no apologies about it. There's... Situations that have me upset. Nah, I don't get too. I don't feel like there's anybody that just tensed up. That, oh, he's getting ready to deal with something. There's times I'm I'm very sad. Situations that happen in my family. Sometimes it's it's heartbreaking, hurtful, and faith doesn't take that away from you. Amen. It it's not. Because I, I haven't prayed enough or I haven't uh, I've been dedicated enough. Man is born unto trouble. Again, let me say it. If I say it once, I'll say it probably every time I preach to you. Read your Bible. You show me somebody in the Bible who's dedicated and faithful and, 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 ha- and has an easy life. Amen. You know, we have a book in our Bible called Lamentations. A prophet that, uh, Jeremiah, that saw, he prophesied of all the, all the 
the judgment and the desolation that was going to hit the people of God. And when he saw it happen, it, he, he's known as the weeping prophet because he wrote that book of lament. It means cryings. So, uh, you know, there's things that make me angry. I'll say it to you again. And I feel like uh, you just need to hear it again because sometimes the, I've had too many folks that the devil used to say, Ah, oh, you know, preacher, you oughtn't... Uh, you oughtn't be angry like that, like something was wrong. And I've got to a place where I said, you know what? Something would be wrong with me if I wasn't angry. Yeah. Right. That that level of disregard and for for the the holiness of God and for the 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 will of God in your life and 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 if that wouldn't make anybody for now, don't no, I don't want to be sinning if I'm angry. Right. Yeah, right. Amen. I don't want to let that control my spirit. But people, oh, you know, that look on your face, you look so angry. I probably was. And you probably are the reason for it. (laughs) Well, praise God. But listen, don't be surprised with the fiery trials. But what you need to recognize is don't let your flesh make something worse than it needs to be. Because if you let God work, he'll work through your trial. Tribulation worketh. Amen. Amen. It worketh patience. Affliction, suffering produces perseverance. Patience is endurance. You say, well, I'm not sure I want patience too much. Well, you're going to have trouble. Patience means you can get through it and not make a mess of it. Patience means you're going to endure it. One definition talks about enduring it cheerfully. We've been over that. But you're going to get through it because you're walking by faith. Walking by faith doesn't mean you're never going to get sick. You're never going to get attacked. You're never going to going to going to just just uh, go through a, a a battle or a storm. Absolutely not. Listen to me. You're going to you're going to face some of these things. But you got to be patient with it. Tribulation is going to work patience. You're going to have to learn how to get through some tri- This is all that means. I know um, you know what I'm up against? I'm up against all those years. Everybody said, I'm not going to pray for patience because you know what God will send. <laughs> well, guess what? You're going to get tribulation whether you pray for it or pray for patience or not. Yep. What you got to recognize is you need to learn how to get through it. Yeah. And that's what patience is. And if you can't get through it now, you say, well, I won't pray for any more patience. No, you're going to keep going through it till you learn how to get through it because that's part of growing up. We're living in a generation where people don't hold jobs. They don't stay with their, their spouses. They don't, oh, it, it's so difficult. I know there's extenuating circumstances. I know there's things that are intolerable. I get that. But listen to me. People giving up constantly on things because it's not just a perfect situation and circumstance. People giving up on God when you think, well, what would happen if you really had a trial? Amen. People giving up on their friends because their friend let them down. Hey, people are human beings. You're going to have afflictions and suffering. That is life. I don't like it any more than any any of you. 
but you got to learn how to get through it. You got to learn how to not get carnal. Learn how to get through some things. You know, God put it in our bodies. If, if, if you're going to have a muscle get stronger and grow, you got to put it under tension. Amen. Your life, if you're going to grow in God and get stronger in God, you're going to, God's going to put you under some tension. It's going to break you down, build you up better. That's just God. That's, that's his, his plan. Amen. I know this is kind of a play on words, so to speak, but the Bible talks about in first Timothy to refuse profane and old and old wives fables and exercise thyself rather to godliness. Godliness and righteousness is something you got to exercise. You got to do it. And it will grow in your life. But it's not always going to be easy. You got to be godly in a job that's not perfect. You got to be godly, exercise godliness in a home that's not perfect. You got to exercise godliness when the bills are, are due. You got to exercise godliness in church. Amen. When people are imperfect, when people fail, when there's trouble. Uh, maybe, maybe you've heard this enough times, but I'll tell you something. It's just, it's sad, not just to me, but anybody who's serious about the kingdom of God, it ought to irritate you when people are so indignant about church problems that they walk away. It's like, how, when did you think there weren't going to be problems? <laughs> did you ever read about Jesus' hand-picked disciples? Did you ever read about them? Did you ever see them fighting and bickering about who's the greatest? Did you ever read anything about a guy named Judas? He didn't just slip in. He was hand-picked in the church One of the elders, one of the leaders. Amen. Moses was a great man. He had the same kind of problems on and on and on throughout the word of God. There's going to be trouble. I'm so glad for what I feel today. I'm not prophesying any problems, but I'm going to tell you, you don't have to be a prophet to know there's going to be. Amen. But you got to learn how to get through it. If every time it gets tough, you fall apart. Say, well, I can live for God really, really good when everything's going well and the blessings are flowing. You, you need to learn how to live for God when things are tough. You do. That's what nobody. You don't need the Holy Ghost to get through easy times. Sure, glad I prayed. It was a great day, and I made it. <laughs> Whoo! Good thing we're fasting. I'm saved another day because well, what happened? Oh, it was great. <laughs> you know, you pray and fast because there's a devil. Right. Amen. You need to learn how to be godly. And patience, that endurance, that perseverance, that getting through the trouble and not having to find an altar and say, Oh, I got tested and here I am again. Lord, please forgive me. I got an F again. Amen. I said some things I shouldn't have said. I acted the way I shouldn't have acted. Oh, God's always there. And you're going to, you're going to keep on repeating that. The Bible says your tribulation, your trouble, your suffering, your affliction is going to work in you. If you'll let God work, he'll work and you'll be better for it. Because you know what's going to happen? That 
isn't the end of the story. See, that's just cutting it off right in the middle. And if you just say, oh, I'm worried about patience because trouble. No, trouble comes. That's it. But you know what? Patience isn't the end of the process. The Bible says tribulation worketh patience and patience experience. Thank God for some people here tonight that have experience. You know what that means? Experience. If you're with somebody that has experience, someone who has experience is more stable in what may seem difficult or downright impossible to someone who's never been through that. I heard somebody say a while back that they were in an airplane and they started getting a little choppy in the plane and they started looking at the, the stewardesses and thought we were looking at other people that flew a lot more than they did and thought, you know what, if they're not worried, I won't be worried <laughs> because they've been doing this longer than me. Amen. A lot of you feel like, oh, I don't think I have a faith. If you develop patience, patience will work experience in you and you're going to say, oh, this isn't anything. Oh, I've been through a lot worse than this. Yeah. People are going to look to you and say, why aren't you losing control? Because I've been through some things. God's always faithful. This, oh, we can get through this. That's right. That's the beauty of experience. That's the beauty of having some folks in the church that have been through some things. Because they are a testimony. You say, oh, they're so strong. They've got experience that you can look at and say, you know what? If they can get through it, God, help me get through it too. And you'll start to realize, I don't like storms any more than I ever did. I certainly don't like tribulation or turbulence either, for that matter. I don't. But you know, after you've been in it a while, and it's just, it's not such a big deal. That's what experience is. Someone may, without experience, is getting scared. Hey, listen, don't, don't do that. Learn, pray, recognize. It's, it's just not very wise. I've had people say, Oh, you know what? I'm just so worried and so fearful and so upset. And I just, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I just don't want to go through anything like this. I'm just giving up. I'm quitting. And nobody, see, is a preacher, the only reason you, you don't, you're not as worked up as me, you don't care as much as I do. How dumb. That's so foolish. Me and everybody else around, you, we put our lives into this. It's not never, never, never been just carelessness. It's experience that says, no, wait. We know how to work toward a solution when we are in problems, and we're going to be all right. See, all this really comes together with faith, but it's the process of faith. Faith does not take away trouble in the in our lives, in our homes, and in in our in our church. It doesn't. But but it's going to work some endurance in us. We're going to get through some things, and it's not going to be 
so terrible. You know, we ought to have patience with one another. I'm backing up in patience again. But, you know, if you have this idea that everybody just ought to walk a line, say everything perfect and do everything perfect and never say anything that gets on your nerves, offends you, rubs you the wrong way, you probably had a lot of TV and movies in your life and not a lot of really healthy, real relationships because you can have just an amazing relationship with people that are just as imperfect as you. But people have grown up so immature. Oh, you do something, it just just drives me crazy. You know what? The only reason nobody's saying the exact same thing to you is because they're more mature. (laughs) And they've learned to deal with real people with real idiosyncrasies and failures and faults. And we fail one another sometimes even. You just have to grow up and realize that there's going to be just that in everybody and real problems, real, real problems happen, but you develop patience and experience and you learn by God through prayer and, and maybe even the word of God and, and the experience of others helping you get through some things that you can do better every day. Thank God the sister got the Holy Ghost. on. We're so excited for you. It does not mean you're just going to. There may be days where you just feel like you're, you're, you're floating in the clouds, but maybe not. Don't let that disappoint you. Just because you have the Holy Ghost. Sometimes that just means you're in the battle now. And just because you wake up in the morning and say, oh, I just feel as carnal as I ever did. You know what? That's, that's just uh, time to pray. Time to get renewed. Time to fight the battle. The devil tries to talk to you and tell you, you know, you're not, you're the same old one that you always have been. And you just remember, hey, I buried that old life. I renewed it. I've got God in me. And and you walk by faith. Amen. It's it's not. uh, I mean, we are excited and we're we're happy people and all that. But but uh, it just doesn't always feel like we're we're uh, floating on the clouds either. Amen. Sure. You get tired when you didn't get enough sleep and praise the Lord and all that, too. That's just uh, why we need God. Amen. Experience. And this is kind of where we're going here for just for the next few minutes. Experience hope. This is one of those statements in the Bible where you could they call it a circular statement. The, 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 The original part of the phrase in the statement can kind of just keeps on coming back. So it's like it would not be changing the word at all. It's, it's implied that that tribulation worketh patience and patient work, patience works experience and experience works hope. So when you learn how to endure and you begin to grow in experience, it's all based on this idea that I have hope. Yes, amen. Now, hope is something that is so hard to really define separate of faith. But hope, the best way I could say it is as I've just kind of looked in my, my, the word of God and, and, and prayerfully today, somehow I can distinguish hope. Hope is 
Well, you know what the Bible says in, in uh, Hebrews 11, we use that verse to define faith. Now, faith in uh, Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So in one respect, if I can say it this way, faith is what I exercise through the battle, but hope is the goal and the knowledge of I know it's going to be all right and God's going to take me through it. Faith is kind of the steps that I take in action, but I have a hope that says, I know it's going to be all right. God's working. I might not know what it's going to look like when he's done working. He might not have told me everything or I might have a promise, but either way, I know it's going to be great. Amen. Amen. Too many people have lost hope. The Bible talks about heaven being our blessed hope. That blessed hope, that that understanding that Jesus is going to return and take us home with him. That blessed hope of that glorious appearing of our great God and Savior. That blessed hope, that understanding that that I've got a home prepared for me. But that is the the ultimate hope that we are going to end up in heaven that God's got his hand on my life and I'm I'm in him amen but hope through my battles tells me hey I don't know how I'm going to get there but I'll tell you we're going to get there it's going to be better because he's working all things together for good amen so hope is something that you have to keep your eyes on through the battle You have to keep a focus of hope. You can't through through the battle, through the trouble, through the 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 tribulation that's working patience, you can't lose hope. You can't or or you're gonna start doubting, you're gonna start complaining. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So I walk by faith. I live by faith, the Bible says. And that's the substance of something I'm hoping for. What I hope for is the conclusion of the matter. What I hope is God's working all things together for my good. That's my hope. But faith says I'm going to keep taking steps toward my hope. Amen. What I'm trying to tell somebody here today is maybe, maybe the battles you've been going through and the devil's telling you that it's bigger than you are. Listen, there's always giants. There's always Jericho's walls. There's always, by our natural sight, obstacles that are too big for us. But we've got hope. Hope that says, the battle is not mine, it's the Lord's. Hope that says, God, you've got a plan in all of this. That I, I don't, I might not see it. I might not understand just exactly why I've got to go through this. And certainly, if I had a choice, I wouldn't be going through what I'm going through. But God, I trust you enough that you've got a a plan in this for good. Amen. That you've got a plan in my life for good. And the devil is not does not have control of this situation. Right. Amen. Somebody's frustrated you. Somebody's hurt you. Something situation has gone different than what you ever expected. But listen to me. God has not forsaken you. 
You say, well, I know that, but listen, don't act like that. I'm praying for you that God would renew hope that there is, there is a better day. Amen. It might not be just tomorrow. Hey, listen, we're fasting these 40 days. I don't know what's going to happen in the 40 days, but I'm not just looking at that. There may be something, there may be a time where we just sowed some seed and we're going to see the, the, the harvest later on. But trust me now, it's not always easy getting through to where you got to go. Don't give up because it's not easy. Everybody, how, how foolish they're going to feel on Judgment Day saying, I, I gave up. And God says, I had a plan going through that valley. Couldn't you have just had patience? Couldn't you just endured and trusted me and, and leaned on me every time you're hurt, every time you cry? Just find a place on your knees somewhere. Because there is hope for you. Just hold on. Just hold on. God's working in your trial. Bible talks about, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, in 1 Thessalonians 4.13, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others sorrow others which have no hope. See, we're feeling the, the pain of, of our loss, but the hope is we're going to see them again. We miss them now. And we've got to try to go on without, but there's a hope of an end of the story. And there's hope for you in your trial. You've got some kind of sickness in your body. You've got some kind of battle you're facing in your family. Listen to me. There's don't lose hope. Don't. Don't get your focus off of the promise that God has given you because. Well. When you start sowing to the flesh, that's, that's going to be a problem. The Bible says in Galatians about the five, about the works of the flesh as opposed to the fruit of the Spirit, right? And we know a lot of them, you know, we, the, the, the ones at the beginning, the adultery, the fornication, the lasciviousness. But it goes on and talks about variance, emulations, wrath, strife. It's just flesh. When you have problems, you start fighting back. You start taking out your frustrations on other people. You start envying or, or, or just having squabbles and, and, and quarrels in the church. All these words that mean some of those things that I'm talking about. That because you're going through people problems. Listen, just don't let that weigh you down. Keep your goal. Keep your eyes on that hope that God has given you. Say, well, they're my problem. God's going to work on them. You work on getting through. Amen. Could it be that God's got a plan in your path right now in this to do something in you? Absolutely. That's what he does. I know I'm I'm the same way. I'm I'm we don't have much time. Preacher, you've preached to me. We don't have a lot of time. So I just feel like everything needs to be moving so quickly. But there's parts of God's plan, you know, in this Bible. I know you're not going to like it because I don't like it too much either. But some of this plan of God, it, it, it lasted generations. So sometimes when God's working in your situation, 
that patience is more than just endurance. It's patience that has say, says, God, I'm, I'm still waiting for my miracle. I'm still waiting, Lord, for you to, to work in this situation that I find so, so hard. Are you hearing me? Please, please, please hear what I'm saying. Because God's trying to let you know that he's not forsaken you when things get difficult. And situations that are bigger than you aren't bigger than him. But you focus in on him. You tune in to him. And start saying, God, is there something I need to hear? Because in that trial, in that trouble, as you let God work and take you through that, you'll find he's going to come down into your heart in a very special way. And you'll find out, as some of the people that have experience in this house, that when things were the worst, hey, God, you have my attention now. And you get humble and you get broken and God starts to move and shake things. And you turn out better and closer than you ever thought you could. Things that you held on to, things that, that hardened your heart, things that, that were working in you for, for as long as you can remember. And now God has transformed that and put a new heart in you. And you'd never, never, never say, God, thank you for the burden. Thank you for the trouble. But you'll say, thank you for the result. Thank you for what you did in me. There's hope. There's hope. Don't let your flesh get you impatient. Don't let your frustration change your direction. Keep pressing forward. Keep pressing forward. God's God's going to help you. He's got a plan. Don't give up hope. Let's bow our heads in prayer. I don't know what you're going through. But I know that a lot of us, myself included, before... God ever got a hold of us or as a young Christian, you know, we kind of have that fight or flight response. We kind of deal with things by getting angry, getting frustrated, backing down from the things of God. But you let tribulation work in you. That patience, that endurance, that perseverance, that holding on to God. Let Him make you better. Let Him work on you. Now listen to me. He's working more than just you. He's working out a situation a whole lot bigger than even just you recognize. But when you start exercising patience, it's going to start working in you experience. And you know what you're going to be able to do? You're going to be able to look at others and say, hey, wait a minute. You're going to be all right. I've been through some things to know that God is faithful. That experience works a hope in you that you'll never be ashamed. Listen to what I'm telling you. The Word of God tells us very clearly that if you won't let that that flesh, the envy, the jealousy, the the quarreling. That's what all these words are. Look them up. God's going to give you hope that maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad. 
God's going to give you hope of better. He's working in your situation. You don't see how it's happening. That's all right. Trust Him. And know that He's given you a promise that He's working all things together for good. Come on, let's find a place to pray.
entitled this message tonight, When the Going Gets Tough, Hope. Hope. Let's all stand. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that we know that even in the darkest hour, you're working. Lord, when when they saw you nailed to that cross and the skies grew dark, you were working. And Lord, you're working today in this dark hour, Lord. I pray for my brothers and sisters. Work in their situation, in their circumstance, God, and restore hope. We love you. We thank you, God. We pray you'll just continue to work in us and through us, Lord. Keep us safe as we travel, Lord. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, church.